0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Lovely Travels podcast. Hello Emma, how are you today?
1: I'm well, thank you. Excited for another week of podcasting. Extraordinary.
0: Extraordinary indeed, as this week uh, you spoke to Gail Manasco um, about what?
1: Well, about podcasts. <laughs> she, she's a podcaster <laughs> too. But no, just about travel in general. She's a, a lover of travel and an adventurer and uh, she runs a podcast called Experiences You Should Have. And uh, yeah, I was on it.
0: That's, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we did a podcast exchange.
0: I think, in fact, this episode is an experience you should all have. So um, (laughs) enjoy the listening and, um, yeah, stay tuned.
1: Enjoy. (laughs) Hi, Gail. Welcome to the Lovely Travels podcast today.
2: Hi, Emma. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting.
1: Yes, it's very awesome. I was on Gail's uh, podcast recently, so we're doing a bit of a podcast share. So uh, we have with us today Gail Menasco, a podcast host and an a intrepid traveler. So would you like to just tell us a little bit about you?
2: Uh, sure. So I, I have a podcast called Experiences You Should Have Podcasts. Each episode gives a how-to guide for amazing experiences. And I'm a bit of an experience junkie, and I love sharks, I love being underwater, I love diving. Um, I do have a long history of being a a skydiver, too. Um, Right now, I'm on hiatus of that, uh, but I am a mom of a five-year-old and a wife. Uh, I've been married for almost eight years and have a lovely, amazing husband. And um, I know I just, I love travel. And then by day, I'm an SEO in the search engine optimization. Um, and then just enjoy talking about travel and meeting with others over the internet, especially in these times where I've been staying home a lot. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. and
1: uh, Gail reached out to me on Instagram, so it's really nice to be connected and uh, yeah, I'm really I'm very always very inspired by people who um you know have families and travel. I've done a lot of solo travel, and I now travel with my partner, but um you know sometimes people say, "Well, you know, when you have a house, you can't do travel, or when you have a family, you can't do travel. I'm like, what?" <laughs>
2: It's not true. We have a house <laughs> and a daughter, and we still travel. I Thank mean, you. <laughs> except for shelter in place.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, that's very inspiring to me. And you know, obviously, our accents are quite different. So, can you tell us where you are?
2: Sure, I'm in Oregon in the United States. Uh, but I'm from. I grew up in Tennessee, but I I felt like I. I grew up though, like as a, a human and adult in Florida. I spent seven years in Florida, oh, cool. uh, which is where I found like the skydiving community and, and that sort of thing.
1: Which part of Florida were you from?
2: So I lived in Orlando, but I was all over that state. I mean, I went everywhere. I jumped from many of the different drop zones. I wow. dove everywhere I could dive. Uh, I mean, I just, I felt like I did Florida. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Florida was fun. Um, and I moved to Oregon 10 years ago.
1: Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah. I've been to, I've been to Florida and it's funny what you said, Orlando. I'm, I'm like a child. My eyes lit up. Um, <laughs> uh, my brother and I went in 2009 to uh-huh. Florida. We, we went to Miami and Key West and, you know, we did the Gator thing and, um, and then we did, went to Orlando and, um. You, this will probably horrify you. We went to Disney World and we did all four <laughs> parks in one day. No, <laughs> and then the no. next day, no. we went to Universal Studios and uh, we did both parks in one day. And then we arrived at New York City at 2 a.m. that night.
2: Wow, yeah. whoa. <laughs> um, I haven't been to all the Disney World parks, um, <laughs> it's actually probably one of my least favorite places. <laughs>
1: but more Um, power to you I mean good job you you did it (laughs) we really you know um the levels really just you know we just pack things in but it's funny how my travel style has changed and like in 2006 I did my first sort of gap year and I did a big travel and I literally had this memory of running around Madrid with a map there were like 50 sites you know 50 things to see on the map and I was like yep I got this and I like, nearly was running at one point and then I ended up eating an ice cream and then got quite felt quite ill and so I ended up lying in the park for two hours which kind of ended up being one of my favorite things and I remembered like so so kind of was like okay maybe I need to slow down a bit and then when I got to New York with my brother after doing two days you know running around two of the biggest theme parks in the world um he was literally at one point nearly running through New York city. And I just like yelled at him and like, stop. I was like, this city, you could live here for a year and still not see everything. It is a world. And I was like, slow down. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I've sort of tended to like move towards that more and more now. And I think Mm yours, it seems like your sort of travel is quite focused. Like when you go to a place, do you tend to go there for the experience? To, I mean, it depends. Um, if, if I'm on my own,
2: um, then yes, I have a I I have an idea in mind. Like I want to swim with schooling hammerheads. So <laughs> this is where I go to do it, you know, so I'm going to go there for this experience and then see what else is to offer. However, there's some times where uh, I know we took a month and traveled Thailand mm-hmm. and we had a lot of different experiences and went to Chiang Mai and different islands and some time in Bangkok and, and, and that was a different kind of trip. So it really kind of depends on the goal.
1: Yeah, for sure. And Well, with a month, you do have that time to... Did you have a fixed plan or did you just kind of...
2: I We did have a fixed plan because we were traveling then with a four-year-old uh-huh. and I wanted to know where we're going to be the next night. And so um, my plan was fairly rigid where I planned out a lot to travel. I mean, we moved from place to place, but... I had a full itinerary and plan at least of where we were going to stay. Yeah. And that way we didn't have to worry about the hotel piece. And then it was fun to show my daughter on a map where we're going, what we're doing next. And she wanted to know the schedule, you know, she oh. she really likes, yeah, likes the idea of like, what are we doing today? What are we going to do tomorrow? Where are we going next? Where have we been? <laughs> you know,
1: and you're like you gotta so. have
2: answers for a four-year-old. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I have to ask about um, Tennessee. Were Were you anywhere near Nashville?
2: Yes, I was. Um, I grew up about thirty minutes from Nashville. Um, so yes, very close. And in high school, I, I worked in Nashville. I spent a lot of time in in Nashville. Um, I was in Nashville every day. Yeah.
1: Oh like again, uh listeners, my eyes have lit up because um I'm a Nashville tragic. Uh, I loved the show. <laughs>
2: loved <laughs> it was a it. great show. I enjoy Nashville too. <laughs> okay,
1: good. Yeah, it was like yes. it was borderline, like it could have gone into that soapy trash, but uh
2: uh-huh. the music yeah.
1: was phenomenal and the it cast was, great. was really well put together. And um, you know, I think from some accounts it is quite kind of um representative of, of what happens in Nashville. And that, that, you know, it is such a hub for music and it develops careers. And
2: it is, I felt like in high school, every single person was playing the guitar or mm-hmm. singing, or, I mean, it, it's just like the nature of music city, you know, everyone oh. is just in the music industry. And and back then Starbucks was really hip. I mean, I know a lot of people still go to Starbucks, but like it was, I feel like it was really chic then okay. and I would hang out at Starbucks and there would be all these different deals going on and music producers coming in there, um, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill coming into Starbucks. I mean, like, it, it it really felt like this hub there and there was many different Starbucks, but I, I knew all the Starbucks, but
1: um Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, was, I'll say was a, there was a vibe to it, you know, and a much different vibe in Florida. It's like, complete yeah, opposite.
1: yeah. Oh well, look, I haven't been to Nashville or to Tennessee at all, and I'm just dying to get there. Like, but the thing mm. I like about traveling in the states, and I'm, you probably think it's very hilarious, but like everywhere I go is like a movie because there's been so many movies from the <laughs> states. So, but certainly where my where my cousin lives is um is Illinois and, and the border of Wisconsin. And so it's very like all American and I just right. sit there and I'm just like, Oh, it's just like a, you know, just like <laughs> a hometown. And, um, it's, you know, when you see grown up seeing things on a movie and on right. TV and it feels so far away and different to your life. And uh-huh. although Australia and U S on the surface might look, look different, we have different cultures. So, right. To see that in real life is um it's I, it's a joy. So some people are um from Australia and the UK might put off the US travel for a while, but sure. Sure. For me, I've always found it very culturally like the states you've just talked about, I mean, they're completely different. Florida to Tennessee to and then Oregon.
2: Yes, like, very drastically different. Drastically. Which I think is fun. I think it's yeah. fun to throw yourself in a new state, a new environment, get to know it um, and then move on to the next chapter. Um, yeah and and I feel like that really it just adds to your experience, it adds to your perspective, um, especially going from maybe like a, a very like red a Republican state to a very like blue Democrat state, you know and mm. and seeing the different paradigms and cultures and have an understanding of different kinds of people, whether it's the States or in other countries. Yeah. Um,
1: And where you are now, Oregon, I, again, I've not been, but it's very much on the top of my list because uh, I met a girl on on my travels actually in Spain and she was from Oregon and she should have been the ambassador because she really promoted that state and just told me about all the hiking and all the natural beauty and...
2: beautiful here it's absolutely beautiful i mean i'm surrounded by snow covered mountains there's great skiing here great hiking we've got a river running through town and mm. people just float on inner tubes in the day beautiful <laughs> stand-up stand-up boarding um in the high lakes with just that beautiful crystal clear water um but what i i love about Oregon, and i'm I'm probably about four hours away, um, but as the Oregon coast
1: mm-hmm.
2: is majestic. I mean, just these jaw-jutting cliffs and and the Pacific Ocean, and it's just like I don't know. It's just barreling at you, and you've got fresh crab coming off the boats, oh, yeah. and you know, this amazing chowder and live music and. um I don't know. Just the, the Oregon coast like feels alive and it still feels wild to me.
1: And for Uh, those who don't, aren't so good with the geography, it's, it's the Northwest of the U.S. Correct.
2: We're the state above California.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty long state. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes. Pretty far up and you're just under Washington.
2: Right, correct. We're and in between Washington and California. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yes. you're getting that's
1: I mean that could have makes sense as well with like, you know, if you picture that Canadian sort of landscape. You're right. starting to get closer to that with
2: Oregon. Right. We've got pine trees everywhere and yeah, it's a very mountain. I live in a mountain town, Bend, like bend your arm. Yeah. And it's it's very big on outdoor activities It's a very active lifestyle people get outside really big mountain biking here and uh the schools are really good here and they're free oh, which is wow great you know yeah. i mean public schools in the us are free but our public schools here are they're really good which is a, it's a nice place to raise a family
1: that's awesome and so yeah. just like we are um still currently in the time of covid-19 and um has that impacted much of that outdoorsy life
2: um actually i so i do work for a or it was part of like my my seo business i've got a a bike shop that's a client and they are just going through the roof with mountain bike sales road bike sales i mean people are getting outside because it's a way for you to get out in the in nature with your bike and not be anywhere near anyone. You can go easily, go hiking. Um, yeah, so the bike shop is is doing extremely well. Uh, we've got a, um, it's like a surf wave on the river. Oh, cool. So you can go surf on the river. And there's a constant line for it. And everybody's standing six feet apart. And there's only yeah. so many people allowed. <laughs> and so you have to wait longer to go surf. Um, but people are up there, you know, uh, kayaking and so yeah it, it's the outdoor area is kind of perfect for mm. the time that we're in right now
1: yeah and the weather changed as well. you guys have come out of winter during this time right and, and so we summer. had a
2: lot of warm days for our spring and um you know we hung out a lot outside in the hammock and gardening and and hanging out and it's been I don't know it's been really nice actually.
1: Yeah, so has that been like? How's been that change for you? I mean, how often I travel very frequently, so everyone's been a bit worried about me. (laughs) But I'm I'm fine. I'm quite enjoying being home. But how's it been for you?
2: I mean, it's been a huge shift because one of my favorite things to do is to look forward to a trip Mm -hmm. and to plan the trip and travel on the trip, and and now it's just everything's on hold, and Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm looking forward to yet. And so when I think back at 2019, we did 2019 so well. We'd spent a month in Thailand. We went to the Albuquerque Balloon Festival. We spent time in Tennessee. We um, uh, went to Florida. I feel like, I don't know, we did did a few more things. Um, But it was just like we were constantly going, you know, went to the Grand Canyon. Just like... Oh, amazing it was just a fun year. Like it was a really fun year. And then January, we were gone the whole month of January, went to Hawaii, Florida, Mexico, California. And even in February, I was still traveling. I was going down to California. I was going to travel conferences and then boom, COVID hit. Yeah. And so I felt like I did a really good job of been getting in a lot of travel at the beginning of the year and all last year. And so part of it was a welcome change to slow down and cook, learn how to make bread with the rest of the world. And <laughs> uh, I took like online bread making classes and... Uh, I started cross stitching this beautiful gift for a friend that seriously took me like twelve weeks to do, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know we started implementing like pizza and movie night. We make homemade pizza on Friday nights, have a glass of red wine, you know, and and watch a movie together, sit on the front porch, and I really got to slow down, enjoy my daughter, enjoy my husband. Make iced tea, you know, and lemonade. It's an Arnold Palmer. Yeah, and and sit outside, enjoy the sunshine. But what I really miss, though, is like hanging out with neighbors. Like I love neighbors, and we've been doing like distancing kind of hangouts. Mm -hmm. But I miss having people over for dinner. I miss cooking for my friends. We used to have a lot of dinner parties, and. And go to other friends' houses and have a cocktail and play cards. And that, I just, I I miss that. And Mm -hmm. I miss, like, looking forward for the next trip. I miss, like, going to the Oregon coast and sitting outside with a beer and a crab and listening to the ocean. Um, But that will come in due time.
1: Yeah. And
2: now's the time to enjoy a slow, simmered sauce. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, we're investing in a fireplace, you know, where we're, you know, we're making our home cozy. And it's so funny because when we were traveling in Thailand, I started reading this book called hyuga And I, I might be saying it wrong, but it's H-Y-G-G-E, but yeah. I think it's hyuga And there's no word in English to really describe it, but it's kind of like a rustic coziness. mm mm-hmm. And so it kind of inspired me to create that in our own space and to do things the slow way and break out the wooden games and to, I don't know, hang out a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely been a good reminder for that sort of thing and and those opportunities we don't usually get. But I agree with the not having something to quite look forward to and i think even just having something to break up the weeks and um you know yeah. you and i are in that position where we work online and we work from home and we also have a side thing and so the work can just be endless and so i think my only challenge was sometimes and you know maybe having a child to interrupt would have been good <laughs> but yeah. um you know they don't, they don't really take the whole like what work um thing uh but yeah just i found that at times i could just could have just kept working all day, all night, all weekend, and the days were just melding into one. So I realised that the travel that I do domestically and internationally breaks up my year and breaks up my months. And um, so it it sort of stopped and was like, oh, I haven't really had a break type thing. So, And it's funny you say like that rustic sort of I'm really craving like a cabin, like I'm craving – uh, and we have mountains, some mountains near us. And I just want, like, like a little cabin getaway or something. And we've been yeah. watching shows on, like, on the tiny houses and on, like, some there's a Stay Here show and some of the things that I've done have been cabins. And we watch this show called Cabins in the Wild. I'm like, obviously, <laughs> cabins are just, I just need to get into the woods <laughs> sort of thing.
2: I think there's books out there called cabin porn, you know, which are just like, just cabins in the woods. And it just, there's something soothing about looking Mm -hmm. at those cabins.
1: They're so charming. So yeah, that's something that I hope will sort of and it wasn't possible but it is starting to be possible here now so i think we'll look at that but uh oh, yeah. you know while we're sort of reminiscing about what what was and what has been um it's a tough question for a traveler but i'm going to ask you yeah what is your favorite country so
2: i i read that and i'm going to go with mexico yes <laughs> mexico i mean the f- the food, I mean, the like if I could pick one country cuisine to have for the rest of my life, hands down, Mexican food. And, oh, you know, yeah. breakfast tacos and breakfast burritos. <laughs> and, just breakfast. All I mean, just the homemade tortillas, the margaritas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yes, uh, Mexico. The diving is fantastic. Uh, I love the Sea of Cortez. Uh, I love Baja. I love, um, there's this little island called Isla Mujeres, which has some of the most beautiful water over there. I love the cenotes as as you do too, I and
1: do. I do. I got married at one, so yes, I really love them. <laughs> That's so cool. I got to be a mermaid in one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, that.
2: they're they're fun. I mean, I just I think, yeah, Mexico. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and when when you say about the cuisine too, I think for people who haven't been there, it is not Tex-Mex. Like Tex-Mex is tasty. It's yummy. I used to work at a Tex-Mex restaurant when I was sixteen, but um, it the food is so light and flavorful and and different
2: and the ceviche i mean mm -hmm. if you can be near the water and like good fishing if if you are a fish eater oh yeah just the lime the jalapeno just it's so good
1: yeah and all the different states you know i think that's the other thing as well people mexico is actually a really big country and huge the different states have different food so like I loved going to Mexico City because of that fusion Mm -hmm. where you get the Oaxacan food you get the you get the food from the coast from the west coast from the east coast from Tabasco from the north you know yes
2: and And the Oaxacan cheese is so good yeah okay
1: The tougher question sometimes for people, and I always preface it with it, doesn't have to be because it's a bad country, but maybe it wasn't your on the top of your list. So I, I do ask, what is your least favorite country?
2: I couldn't pick a least favorite country because I just enjoy traveling that much that I just, I couldn't. However, I'd like to pick my least favorite city. Okay. That, that is counts. fine. Okay. Yes. So there, there are there people who are probably going to curse my name when I say this. New York City.
1: <gasps> Ooh. I know. <laughs> Oops, silly. Ooh, hey, controversial. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's okay. No, no, it's big cities not for everybody. But do like no, I'd love to hear why.
2: I mean, so I went and I went, when I went, I was on a very tight budget. Extremely tight budget. Nothing was in my budget. I could not afford a regular hotel room. Yeah. Uh, so I had to depend on friends to friends to friends to friends. I was sleeping on the floor of people's apartments in bad neighborhoods, and and then when I get somewhere, like I want to smell the city. I want to. <laughs> taste the city well i got to new york city and i'm like i'm gonna smell the city Ew, <laughs> it
1: smells
2: like garbage there's like everybody's trash bags are out on the street and i was mortified like they weren't even in a nice little bin to keep the stink in like it was just trash everywhere and maybe it was just i arrived on trash day but i i'm like i don't like to smell the city well i want to taste the city i couldn't afford the city you know so i you know i I wanted to eat on like twenty-five dollars a day. So I had five dollars for breakfast, five dollars for lunch, and ten dollars for dinner. So oh, I could yeah. I could go to Starbucks and get oatmeal, you know, or I can get a slice of pizza, which that was good. I could find a bagel, you know, but I felt like I couldn't I couldn't enjoy the restaurants there I couldn't enjoy I couldn't go to a show like everything I was just outpriced and I went in summer and it was so hot so humid I just I didn't like New York City. Now, if you've got, if you've got some money to spend, mm. and you can throw it down on a nice hotel, and you don't need a smell, and you can stay in a nicer, <laughs> maybe a nicer help. place. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I was traveling like this with this one blanket, and I laid it down on the floor. And this guy who I didn't even know, it was like a friend of a friend of a friend, his dog came and peed on my blanket when I got up to go to the bathroom. And... So I had this like dog pee, I had a dog pee blanket in the middle. Like, I was just like, I can't come back here unless I can afford lay some it, yeah. money down. Yeah. yeah so I and, didn't like New York City.
1: And look, that's, that's the thing with when I always ask that question. It's like, sometimes um, I do tend to like take those experiences with a grain of salt. Cause you're like, maybe it's the timing and all that stuff. But then also sometimes a place isn't for you you know and that's right. cool too yeah i'm a
2: friendly person i want to talk to people i want to have a nice good long conversation and people in new york city at least did not want to have that long conversation with me <laughs> yeah. you know yeah i'm used to talking to the person in line at the grocery store and yeah that, that was not happening
1: yeah well you know it's funny i could have i could have had a really bad experience in new york and it could have gone really south real quick it did go south real quick we arrived at it was probably about 12.30 or 1am, 1 like flew in, yeah. got to our hostel. After your Disney World. Yeah, we were pretty wrecked. Yes. We, oh, we'd got yes. rained on all day as well. So we'd been <laughs> wet all day, then got changed. We arrived at like 1am and went to East Harlem. And Harlem is, is kind of a rougher area. Yeah. And we'd had our hostel booked and we get there and there's this like dodgy door with like the letters twisted and the East River Hotel or something. And we were like, "Uh uh-huh. And we knocked on the door and nobody came. And we rang the bell and no one came. And we, I think we tried to call someone and nothing happened. And we're like, we're just, what are we going to do? And then the cops pull up, the NYPD. (laughs) They're like, hey, guys, what are you doing on the street? We're like, "Uh, oh, this is our hotel. We're trying to get in. And they're like, this isn't a good neighborhood. You shouldn't be standing on the street. And we're like, well, this is our hotel and we can't get in and we tried and we just but we don't even know if it's the right place. And they're like, okay, well, we'll come and check. So these cops come and like pound on the door. <laughs> so these poor hotel hostel owners come down to the police at 1am <laughs> with these two like Australian kids like, <laughs> and, like, are you this hotel? And they're like, yes. And then the cops are like, we'll walk we'll you up. So they walked us up. <laughs> into this place and this poor guy owner is like um you know and then he's like you guys okay I'm like yeah we're okay <laughs> then we have to like check in with this man who ended up being the most wonderful host and we had a lovely time and it was like a really cool little hostel but it was like not the way you want to arrive no, to New York City. No. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, ended up having a really good stay. And then the next time I uh, came, I stayed with a girlfriend and we got put up in the Waldorf. So I've had very oh. good – Waldorf is like the hotel. It's actually gone now. You can't stay there yeah. anymore. So, uh, so I have had a very different um, New York experience. But I yeah. understand that being, having not so much budget, I think we just kind of blew any – semblance of a budget that we might have had. Sure, sure. You have yes. to. I mean, it's expensive. It's yeah. very expensive. It is. So, oh, that's fun. Now, look, I would love to hear how you got into podcasting. I'm very, we're very new. We're little babies in the podcast world, but uh, you reached out to me, which is lovely, taking me under yeah. your wing. Oh, And uh, I'd love to hear how you got started.
2: Yeah, I, I, mean, I was a big I was an avid podcast listener and just love, love podcasts. I listen to them every single night when I lay down before I go to sleep. And, but it's just a nice quiet time to listen to podcasts. And I've done a lot of speaking. I've done storytelling and people told me I should create a podcast, but I just didn't really know about what. And then, uh, and then me and a girlfriend, we're going to start a podcast on like sustainability and what, you know, as we're trying to also... Learn sustainability, Mm -hmm. you know. Like I used to use straws all the time. Okay, well, how can you go strawless? Or which is better, a metal straw or a glass straw, or a you know? And like, kind of testing things out. And and we met together for one episode, and and then the name of the podcast was like our names and saves the world, and and then I just I had trouble. We had trouble like getting it off the ground, like coordinating schedules. She's Mm -hmm. extremely busy. She's an MC, a comedian. Like she's just like in all sorts of places, and we couldn't make it work. I think schedule wise. Mm -hmm. But here, I bought all this podcast equipment. You know, I had figured it out. I learned what an RSS feed was. Like I would, like I, we got a few like an episode or two live, but. It just, it wasn't going anywhere. And I'm like, well, I have all this equipment. I'm paying for all these services. I don't want all this stuff to go to waste. And I'm like, okay, I think I need to come up with a different show where I'm the host and maybe I've, I've guests on and maybe I'll go in a different direction. And I had a, a dream trip planned to swim at the schooling hammerheads in the Galapagos. And, and I just started like thinking and it just kind of came to me experiences like I love experiences I focus more on the experience versus the country you know Mm -hmm. I'm after the experience first and then wherever it is is where it is and I'll go there for it and and I'm like ah experiences you should have (laughs) and then the, the domain was available and so I just bought it committed and then I bought some travel microphones and on this boat, I, I stayed on a boat for a week at this little island called Darwin,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, which is a rock in the ocean. And once you get to the Galapagos, which is uh, it's part of Ecuador, and you've got to fly there from Waikil to Quito. And then once you get there, you've got to get on a boat. And then it's another 18 hour journey mm-hmm. out to the middle of nowhere to essentially this rock where an arches and that's where the hammerheads were and and I realized like on that boat all these people are experience focused. They went out to one of the most remote places to go diving with hammerheads. Like these mm-hmm. like this is my tribe. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I brought these microphones with me on this boat and I just started interviewing people on the boat. And I you know I didn't know these people, you know so I just started you know, making friends and interviewing them and they became, um, the first few episodes of the podcast.
1: That's so cool. And I love that, um, philosophy because, um, you know, sometimes, yeah, we are focused. i I'm certainly, I have a a mission to visit every country, so I am quite focused on the country, but certainly like my husband, we went to Mongolia last year because he watched a show and he's like, I want to do archery. I want to ride a horse along the tundra. I'm like, you don't like horse riding? He's like, I want to go. <laughs> and I want to see the, the eagle um hunting. Um and I want to see the giant Genghis Khan statue. And it was like all because of this show, he got into Mongolia. So yes. it was about the experiences within Mongolia that then made that country open to him. Right. And that's quite a that's quite an unusual destination. And he sometimes doesn't love the travel sort of thing if you know what uh-huh. i mean like he like he likes experiences but that that the aspect of the traveling he sometimes doesn't love so for him to call that and say to go there i was like that's really awesome and i mean the same with um, where i'm on gail's uh, podcast episode talking about silfra in iceland like right as much as iceland was on the list silfra became sort of an urgent um, you know want to have that experience so that moved to the top of the list.
2: Right. You want to dive in between two continental plates. Yeah. <laughs> and whether it would have been in Iceland or somewhere else, that's the experience.
1: Yes. Yes. yeah. And so once you know, you hear about, and it's funny because I tend to, you know, you probably went on that trip and then met a bunch of people who told you about other things. And so then, yes. then you got, I've got a list. list up, <laughs> yeah. and then you go somewhere else and obviously, like-minded people and they're like oh well we did this and you're like well I want to do that right and uh yeah it's, it's interesting that the country and the culture of it almost becomes secondary to what you're doing
2: yeah yeah it's a little bit odd and many times the thing that I'm doing is in the middle of nowhere so sometimes I miss out on the country and the culture because mm. I'm in like a very remote place
1: yeah yeah. Or on a boat
2: <laughs> right I'm on <laughs> you a boat could be
1: anywhere but but it's right. also nice when the locals are there like we went diving in Vanuatu and you know the locals are just really fun and um you know just had a completely different attitude a way of doing things that was very much kept reminding you okay we're in Vanuatu and
0: right you
1: know, they were just fun it was different to doing a dive in Australia because you just wouldn't have that that guide and yeah. Their view of the world.
2: Right, right. And that's one of one of our first episodes was around uh diving the SS President Coolidge in Vanuatu. Oh. And I met an Australian on <laughs> the trip to the Galapagos and and she talked about that experience.
1: Oh uh, no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, uh, we're very fortunate down this end of the world to have a lot of beautiful places. I think that we also talked about um I just went to Papua New Guinea, but now I'm very keen to go back for the diving and I'm very yeah. glad in one respect that I didn't, I was doing an eight day trek and was going to tack on in 10 days of diving after is <laughs> <laughs> now ludicrous. But,
2: right, right.
1: But, uh, you know, it, it was like, cool, it's, it's quite, it's not that far. It's not that much. Obviously there's a restriction now, but it's an, it's an easy ish trip for us in the future.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's
1: nice to know, so oh, that's so cool and um so I guess if you could go anywhere or you know what would be the next sort of now that you've had time to reflect, yeah. what would be the next okay, I gotta get there now
2: so I really want to go back somewhere that i I loved um there was just this one place it was one of the most magical places. I've ever been, and and I just learned that you can go experience this place for two days, whereas originally you had to go there for a week to experience it. And so, I'd love to be able to go back to Tiger Beach um, because we do go to Florida. My husband's dad actually lives in Florida, and and I'm hoping to see him after all this the coronavirus global pandemic world that we're in calms down um and i in the majority of time we're spending it with family but i'd love to be able to go and take this jaunt over to tiger beach again which is i say the word beach but there's no beach um Mm -hmm. when you go to tiger beach you actually can't see any land around you and it's this place where tiger sharks will congregate wow and tiger sharks are they're just one of my favorite sharks I love like I love tiger sharks and I got to spend a week with tiger sharks 10 years ago at tiger beach and and when I go on a a boat this is not a cruise liner no I mean we're talking like (laughs) 10 people um go go out and so when I went I went and signed up for this trip I didn't know anybody else on the boat you know I just showed up as this fun singleton or whatever and hopped on the boat and went out to Tiger Beach and we chummed the water, put like lots of fish blood in there. And we attracted about, I don't know, 50, 75 lemon sharks. And um, and then tigers started to come in. And by the end of the week, we had five tiger sharks in the water. And this is no cages or anything like that. We're we're just in the water with them all day. Oh I was <laughs> I did my very first night dive at Tiger Beach 10 years ago. And it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible, and I've been longing to go back. And a few years later, I did this trip where we were supposed to be swimming with these wild Atlantic dolphins, mm-hmm. um, completely wild. You know, they're they're in the water. It's not associated with any um, aquarium or anything like that. It we're just getting in the water with them. If they want to hang out with us, they can, if not, they leave. And then we we're supposed to also go to Tiger beach, but that year the dolphins moved to Bimini and oh, I've been there. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. And so we ended up just hanging out in front of Bimini that week and we missed oh, cool. Tiger beach. And I was going to uh, introduce my husband to Tiger beach on that trip and uh, I didn't get to take him. So I, I'd love to get back there.
1: Yeah. That's cool. That's cool to know the geography. Okay. Between sort of Florida and, um, and Bahamas. So in yes. Bahamas, right. uh, and just for the listeners, um, tiger sharks are very accurately named because they are, they can be pretty ferocious. So when you're like, you know, that's why I'm sitting here again with big eyes going, um, you know, yeah, tiger sharks are for real.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I love them. I I just love them. And Yeah. And so when I went, I I stayed there for a week on the boat. Whereas now you can go out for two days and get four dives in and spend the night on Grand Bahama. And I'd love to go do that jaunt and then go see a
1: family in Florida. Wow. What a great, what a great thing to look forward to. Well, um, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, it's just always a pleasure talking to you and uh just get ideas i'm just gonna now run to my husband and be like oh, we going to go to tiger beach yeah. <laughs> go. gail said we gotta go here so yeah. uh yeah. this is the only problem with talking to travelers we uh, just give each other ideas and we just want to do more so <laughs> fantastic thank you for having me on the show that's okay yeah so uh have a wonderful day all right thank you
0: everyone you've made it uh, i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did
1: yeah thanks guys it was so um lovely to have reciprocate the podcast favor and have gail come on to our podcast uh so but if you would like to listen to the episode that i was on with her that's on her podcast experiences you should have on iTunes and Spotify, all the good podcasting uh, places. You can find it. My episode was about diving Silfra. I will put it oh, in cool. the show link, the show notes. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Gail talked about a bit in there as well that she's, she loves diving, so a lot of them are kind of do have a dive feel. Um, and if you want to check out a bit more about Gail and, and see more of those stories, head to experiencesyoushouldhave.com.
0: Yeah, and if you want to experience more of us, (laughs) um, you can uh, tune in on Spotify, iTunes. Just remember to rate and review if you have the possibility to do so. Um, Also, you can chat to us on Instagram at Lovely Travels. You can join our fantastic Facebook group filled with beautiful travellers, Lovely Travels, on Facebook. Yep. And um, also write to us info at lovelytravels.com.
1: So many ways to connect with us. And we love hearing from you. Please let us know your thoughts, feelings, feedback, comments. We favorite enjoy food. it. Favorite food, favorite country. Uh, we love it all. So tune in next week. We will chat more travel and adventure, surprisingly.
0: That's right. Um, <laughs> Be there or be square.
1: See you guys.
0: See you later.